Hey guys, before we start the show, um, you know, we, well, most of you guys know that we actually record on Sundays and then publish on Tuesdays. So sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes, uh, we'll discuss something on Sunday and then the story will change by the time the show airs. So that happened this time. Um, many of you are probably aware that there is a police-involved shooting that took place in Dallas last week, and uh, we talked about it on the show on Sunday. At the time we talked about it, um, the most up-to-date news that we had uh, told a story of the police officer trying to enter an apartment that she thought was hers, not being able to enter because her key didn't work, the uh, resident opening the door, and then her shooting and killing him, thinking that he uh, was a burglar. Uh, since then, the officer's been arrested. She's charged with manslaughter. She turned herself in in Kaufman County. Um, today, while I was at work, I uh, listened to the uh, Dallas District, District Attorney, uh, her press conference, um, they're doing all they can to keep the, the case tried in Dallas County. Um, I, I don't know exactly why she turned herself in into Kaufman County. My guess is that um, she might, because I, I believe that she just recently moved into uh, the apartment complex in Dallas, so it's possible that she was a res- resident of Kaufman County before. Regardless, that doesn't matter. Um, since the incident took place in Dallas, they have jur- jurisdiction. Um, there are so many different stories going around on what I, what happened. The officer's story, from what I can tell, has changed numerous times. Currently, this is Monday at 6.30 p.m., her story is that uh, she parked on the wrong garage floor. As such, she was on the wrong floor of the apartment building, she didn't notice uh, the red doormat, which would have been indication number one, that she was at the wrong place. Uh, she tried her key. The key did not work. However, the door was ajar. So she entered the apartment thinking that it was hers. This is where it gets tricky. She claims the, uh, from what I've read, she claims the lights were off, but there was a man in the apartment. She told him to, you know, she gave him orders. He did not comply. He lunged at her. She shot him. I don't know. See, I mean, this to me, this, this story is complete and total bullshit. Um, there are other stories that said that she turned on the lights and then she was aware she was in the wrong apartment because the furnishing was different. Um, there have also stories that there's that rather than a key, there's an electronic lock on all the doors, like that would you gain access via a key fob. So, regardless, it seems like her defense, she's going with the he lunged at me defense, still doesn't make any sense because, I mean, let's say if you're in your apartment, you're in your home, somebody enters the home, it's your fucking home. Right? So, anyway, we just wanted to clear that up. Um, why the, uh, when we talk about the story that, um, it might be outdated, uh, but still there are so many stories going around. We may never know exactly what happened because we're only going to 
hear from one side because the other side's dead. Um, also, at the end of the the uh, episode today, um, things got a little heated, and you know I thought whether or not should I should I cut it out should I keep it in. Um, you know, sometimes I blow up, and, you know, the honest truth is that I can be a total asshole sometimes, and uh, um, I'll apologize to Tino again, I'll apologize to him next week, and to uh, Megan, and Jesus, if Jesus is there, um, and I decided, you know what, fuck it, let's keep it in, because I'm honest, we're all honest, um, and I blow up. Sometimes I, I wish I could just claim that it was uh, my Scotch Irish heritage, but you know, to be per- perfectly honest, I have anger issues sometimes, and I can go from zero to eleven in uh, no time at all. So enjoy the show. We'll be back next week, and uh, yeah, we'll. I will certainly. Hi, Rue. I'll certainly keep keep uh, us all in. Uh, up to date with this situation as it unfolds in the months and maybe years because we know sometimes the uh, justice system isn't very fast. Um, I don't have a good gut feeling with this one, even though it should be pretty uh, cut and dry what happened. Um, but we'll see. Anyway, enjoy the show. We'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Yeah, we'll just start it. Ready sure. to start it for real? Like yeah, yeah like, for real. like you, you can press the button, John. Okay. There was a uh, no opening witty banter. You we deleted can, it. We can also edit that. I thought you wanted speed. me to. It wasn't really that clever. Oh, I didn't. Anyway, it's Secretly comments. Timid. Hi, Secretly Hello, Timid. Hello, it's Megs and Otiano. What's up? And John. Hi. And special guest, Jesus. Silent Jesus. Yes, our Dark Lord. And uh, Juicebox, also here. Juicebox, this is the only part of the show where you're explicitly asked to and allowed to bark. Nothing? Yeah. Really? Nothing? It's okay. I'm sure he'll make his uh, presence known later. On it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, John, do we have a featured song oh. of the week? Ooh. We do. Megan, with that memory. That was a last minute. But uh, still, hey. Uh, the featured song this week is Bottoms Up by Kings of Spade. They're a new band out of Hawaii. By new, I mean, you probably haven't heard of them, but they've been around for a while. And they're... Uh, their uh, album comes out in October. Their self-titled album. So wait, was that Kings of Spain? Or Kings, Kings of, of Spade? Spade. Sorry, I have a Kings of cold. Spade is in like a, an implement used to like shovel a shovel. Things. Yes. Okay. Do you know what I just finally realized? Because you know the the four suits in poker, mm-hmm. the spade. I didn't really put two, two and two together. That's like a shovel. Yeah, that's a. Oh, that's thing. supposed to be a shovel. Well, because Sarah Michelle Geller, she put this thing on for for her anniversary that somebody told her for her wedding anniversary to uh, Freddie Prince Jr. because they're married and have been for a while. <laughs> that the first year of marriage, uh, I told people want that. two hearts and a diamond, but by the tenth year, they want a club and a spade. Ha ha. Uh, uh, that's great. Uh, let's also not forget that spade is also a uh, you know less than desirable racial epithet for some people's. Right. Really? Uh, oh yeah, totally. Spade's a thing, yo. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's I haven't heard of that. It mm-hmm. is a thing. 
Okay, also, Spook does not necessarily mean ghost. This is also very true. Or yeah. FBI yeah. agent. This is, yep, which is why that movie title is that much better. Yeah. Is it? I got confused about that when oh. I lived in Illinois. Ha. Huh. So I was, I was educated by an, an older <laughs> co-worker of mine. I'm glad they helped you out with that. I meant it like a, like I was talking about, because we were talking about a story where the, the like cops were sitting outside of this house. Yeah, there's actually there's actually a film in the seventies. Um, I want to say it's either pre black exploitation or like one of the things that spawned the black exploitation era. It was called. Uh, I'm gonna get the phrasing on this wrong. I want to say a title was the spook who is by the door or the spook who is left by the door. It's a film about a black FBI agent. See, there you yeah. go. See, see, now Juicebox wants to say hi. Yeah, in his own time. Um, it's a film about a black FBI agent. And that, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it was, I, I, I can't recall chronologically if it was a matter of um, they were aware of the layers of the naming or if it was an intentional double entendre or whatever else. But it was actually a pretty good film. My aunt actually also used to call us that when we were kids, like, as in you're a creep. Ha. Huh. Okay. Like little ghosts, like little creepy ghosts. Ha. Huh. So it's not entirely my fault that I didn't know. Very well. But now I do. Is it good or bad that I've never heard of these? Both. Uh, I mean, it's, I guess it's good, but it's also maybe potentially dangerous for you. Uh, I mean, I would never say that. Refer, I would never think to refer to people as that. Anyway, I mean, so. if somebody said spook. What I would, would I would probably of? put two and two together that it's something bad. No, no, no. I just mean like if someone says the word out of any context. Oh, spook? I don't... I would just think they're weird because that's not a word that you hear too often. It's an older you know? person word, right? I mean, it's one of the reasons why arguably the word, uh, you know, to niggle someone has kind of crept its way out oh, of the English whoa. lexicon. It's like, ah, the adjacency there's a little awkward, so... Uh, I'm so glad it has. Not, uh, yeah, I'm totally okay with that. Just kind of gone away. Yep. Uh, so, Oceano, how was your week? Normally I would defer to somebody else, but I've been gone for a while, so I suppose I yeah. should tell say me, a little something-something. Tell me that story. <laughs> well, you and I already had conversations about variations on I mean, that story. You can story. leave out some details if you like. Um, so while I've been gone, I have been very, very recently involved with yet more clinicals because it's back to school again. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been traveling to Fair Asheville, North Carolina, where a bunch of my buddies hang out. I have been doing a lot of internal work more than anything else, actually. Just, I got a therapist, yay, because therapists are fun like that. Ooh, they and, are. Uh, yeah. I mean, they been, can be. Yeah, yeah. That's been an exciting set of journeys. And uh, there's this dude I talk to on the regular who is in my class that we get into very exotic debates about a number of topics he is a staunch modernist and he has chosen to place me within the confines of the uh, structure known as postmodernism. what's a staunch modernist um, like aesthetically like he wears no, very well, okay. simple clothing so linens and things we, we we frequently train wreck the two the concept of modernism as a philosophical concept the concept of modernism as an artistic movement and while they definitely uh, occurred similarly in, in, in the timeline of human development they um, and share a lot of attributes, they are still two separate things that result in two separate sets of 
mindsets or actions predicated in those mindsets. So in this context, your friend is a modernist in what way? In a philosophical sense. And also it, uh, it, it, it pertains to his, um, his appreciation of science, scientific method, and uh, basically that modernism is the sole proprietor, uh, proprietor of reality and or realism at large because of its reliance on said scientific method. I don't understand what you're talking about. Short version of the story is that we have a lot of debates about uh, the way he and other modernists, but but specifically his perception of reality and my perception of reality, and how he feels that in order for people to have a dialogue, they have to have a common language that is depend dependent upon agreeing upon a perception of reality, and that the modernist frame is the frame we should all adopt to have those kind of conversations. It sounds like Donald Trump is a modernist. No, no, actually, it Donald, does. Donald Trump is more, more. If you had to, if you had to give it a label, I would argue it's either more data, it's either more dataist or surrealist. If I had to put a label to it. Uh, but Dada is like um, it's it's at least educated about movements that happened before. But it's at le- but, but it's still predicated upon breaking down meaning and or rendering meaning. But you have to know what they are to break them down. And my point is, he doesn't. I don't think you have to actually. I think you can just break things down. I disagree. I mean, I, I then argue, you're just like shitting all over the place. And granted, and I don't know if that's this is why I said Dadaist and or surrealist because. While I agree with you in, in the idea that like a true Dadaist would have to have some idea of, of what they're breaking down or have some, I don't want to call it a grievance, but a frame from which they're coming to reality and saying, these are the things I'm breaking down and why. But by the same token, if you are just breaking things down, it, that is, especially things en masse and recognizing, if not the academic uh, uh, grounds of the structures you're breaking down, what those structures mean and what you can glean and or gain from breaking them down. You necessarily have to understand like the importance and or you know, uh, the, the, the taxonomy and or value of a tree to understand that you can still burn it for fuel and start forest fires accordingly. Uh, yes, but that doesn't seem very data to me that that has more of a like um uh like a mass application not like a um i'm gonna burn this tree down just for me and fuck everybody else it's like uh i'm gonna break this down because this has uh an effect on all of us for this reason and see that to me is where you you end up a discussion about postmodernism as opposed to dadaism though specifically be it deconstructionist or structuralist or post-structuralist, then you can get into, I'm breaking this down for this reason. Dadaism, to me, was about breaking down all meaning in order to form new meaning as an artistic movement. Mm -hmm. But as a social movement or a political movement, and this is why, again, I didn't want to apply it as a blanket, like, yes, he is a Dadaist. No, I disagree. I agree with you in that that is not the case. But the way and or the structures that he's choosing to break down, I mean, fine, we can call him an iconoclast if you'd like. But the broad, <laughs> the broad structures that he's breaking down and, the, and or the, the, the core those structures represent. Uh... He's breaking them down so much as like tripping over them and then saying fuck you to them after he trips. Like, fuck you. I think that's taking away too much agency. 
I think there's definitely, I mean, yes, I'm not going to say that he has some master like four dimensional chess plan the way some folk do, but there's definitely a raw desire for power and an understanding that what needs to happen in order to attain that power. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's an understanding beyond like narcissism. But there's an understanding about if I talk to people in this way, they'll pay attention to me. I don't know that he understands that. Watch, it might be intrinsic. Watch one of his rallies, yo. Yeah, <laughs> he's he loves positive reinforcements. When oh, I know, gets a cheer, but I'm then saying he'll keep on doing that. He's still doing the lock her up chance. I just get the impression that it's like a like a guttural like he's just vomiting shit out and then. It's just vile, and people respond but, to it. But strongly. but there are certain you know there are certain flavors of said shit he vomits that he knows tend to attract more people than not. Yeah, he's not chanting. But he's he's not chanting black power. <laughs> to, to the he, he's not chanting black supremacy or Jewish supremacy or whatever other supremacy. He's not dog whistling. Hey, you know. Allahu Akbar or whatever else. He's specifically saying certain things yeah, that but, align with particular but those aspects things of zeitgeist. would attach him to other people, and he's not about other people. He's about himself. Yeah, but he wants to be able to think he's about other people, though. That's the reason why he goes to southern states and wants people to think that he's for the working class, even Maybe though he is I just clearly can't not believe for the working that you guys class. are right because then I would want to kill myself more than oh, I'm not a part of this. I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Yes, you do. No, I You've do not. Got it. So yeah. now that my week has been taken over by a Donald mm. Trump rant. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're like 10 no, minutes no, in. Remember okay. how we're like going to get to the hot topics? Yeah, we're right. we, yeah, Come I mean, on. I'm Come not saying it was an invalid discussion, but just, you know, okay. the, so those are the friend. kind of concepts I've been batting about in the casual in the last few weeks. Okay. Uh, work is? Work is work. I, 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 honestly, my work is... is genuinely unworthy of commentary. My school is slightly more worthy of commentary because we get to do cool things like, you know, into tracheal tubes and watch chest tubes and hope to drain the bad humors out and keep the good humors in. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff like that. Healing the sick, raising the dead, etc. Good humors. Totally good humors. Are my favorite kind. Really? I, not, I was not aware you used to raging ice cream fan. But, John, how was your week? Wah, wah. No one flopped. Uh, it was pretty bad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> Would you like to say more about that? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it wasn't terrible. The news of this week kind of like affected me more than I wanted it to. And um, I think I'm finally getting to the point where I'm working so many hours at work where I'm just kind of uh, getting burnt out big time. And I'm, uh, I'm usually pretty good at keeping things in and I'm losing control of that a little bit at work. In fact, I think all my coworkers are and maybe you guys can help me with. So, um, I don't know. I've reached a point sometimes where it's like, if I see something, I say something enough. Like if if I think something's fucked up, I'll alert my coworkers. Hey, that's fucked up, and this why this is X, Y, and Z. Y. Uh, for example, one of my coworkers wore a Blue Lives Matter shirt, a tank top mm. at work, and and I told her, you know what, that that shirt really offends me, and this is you know why. She continues to wear it. Mm-hmm. She wore it last week. And and I spin my tongue. I'm like, you know what? I I don't feel like that you should be allowed to wear that at work because there are a number of T-shirts that I owned that I would never think to wear at work because I know borderline offends somebody, even though I don't think it's offensive. For example, there's a T-shirt, a pro wrestling T-shirt of EC3 and um, I forget the other guy's name, but they're like, 
they're in a position like a I don't know what the position's called in 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 uh, Roman wrestling. But let me guess, it's homoerotic and it's under. It's very homoerotic, <laughs> and there's underneath it says friendship as a joke. I don't think it would never offend me, but I could see how the my coworker who has a Ted Cruz sunblock Alter. thing on their car <laughs> could be offended by it. So wow. so I don't have to cross that bridge. I just choose not to wear that shirt. I'm surprised you guys can wear t-shirts to the office. We do now just because we're all having to work 50 plus hours a week. So the powers that be are like, you guys, you know, it's casual dress until this ends. So that happened. And I was, I would think like if I wore a Black Lives Matter shirt, I think that the HR department, who even though she happens to be African-American, would say, eh, keep that at home just because it's a direct political I'm surprised undertone. you guys can wear t-shirts that have words on them. Yeah, we can the, only wear them on these, Fridays. It's normally. one of these vaguely unwritten rules that like your workplace is supposed to be a, you know, to a certain degree a politics free environment. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there are people that wear shirts that have like religious messages on the back where I'm like, you know what? I, I don't want to go to work and see that. John 316, motherfucker. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to cause a stink. So that, that happened. And, um, so because we're working weekends, they've been catering like kind of like a brunch for on Saturday and Sunday. And on Saturday they had Chick-fil-A and the woman who brought it in, she's like, Chick-fil-A is here. She has a very loud Texan voice and she's uh, a ball of energy. And I like her a lot. Um, so, but she asked me, how come you're not eating? And I told her why. Eating. Why aren't you eating? I'm, I'm not eating, eating Chick-fil-A because, you know, I, I don't agree with some of the the uh, owner's donations this Saturday, they still had Chick-fil-A. So it's like, even though I, you know, so I'm like, yeah, I'm not eating that shit again. Um, so stuff like that just been kind of getting on me. And today I just kind of hit my breaking point with, uh, reading some comments on Facebook, uh, defending a hot topic that we're going to talk about later that I'm just like, do I don't you understand do you fucking people. Why, why do you read the comments? Uh, well, I only read it because my friend Josh, um, like I got on Facebook and one of my friends posted, you know, an article about the the shooting that took place, um, in Dallas. And I noticed that my friend Josh replied 31 times to it. So I was like, something's going on. I'm interested to see, you know what it is. And, uh, and so we'll talk about that later. But that's why I looked at it, and I'm just like, God, these people just amaze me. It's a, and a bad, bad amazement, very bad amazement. It's like it's like shouting at people in your car. Oh, I I from, had enough. Your car. Um, like I did not respond because I didn't want to fall down that thing for myself because I felt like being selfish, <laughs> you know. For my own mental health, but I did post something today on Facebook that caused a little bit of like a because I know like the people that I circle myself with, like my, that I've curated. If I posted that, they would mostly be in agreement with me, which I like <laughs> for my own sanity. Everybody Singular framing's a hell of a drug, yo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like you know, like I need to get this off my chest, and I just don't. I need people to be like, yeah, you're not going crazy validation yeah by the way john i can't resist i tried to resist i'm sorry did you say curating yeah I was did i say what that. curate is it curate yeah yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> i tried i tried to resist i tried hey last time you're here i think i i corrected you on something so you did <laughs> so it's so, all good that's so beautiful you guys communicating uh, like this it is very wonderful oh my ears just popped 
Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I always He's been waiting for a bad thing. It, they mm-hmm. pop and they go. Oh, do you want to know the word of the day? It's just for fun. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Ecumenical. That's the word of the day. Ecumenical. Yes. I have a vague recollection of that having to do with the church. Yes, it's representing a number of different Christian churches. There you go. Megan, how was your week? Uh, well, speaking of Facebook, I I lost a Facebook friend this week. Ooh, I'm so sorry. Were they MAGA? Don't. Don't be so sorry. <gasps> I think I know that who. Sounds like I yes. think I saw the interaction where this know. went down. So I was listening to the the uh, Kavanaugh uh, Senate hearings this week. I I don't know why. And uh, <laughs> you want to stab yourself in the face repeatedly? That was probably another dirty, reason so. that I had a bad week because I was listening to it live. Oh, it was mind numbing. Mm-hmm. But at some point he says, and and I'm only halfway listening. But this caught my attention, and I laughed out loud in my office. I don't usually laugh out loud at all, <laughs> Ever. especially not at work. But he says, um, uh, what was it? And so I explained the history of racism in our country. <laughs> and then I sorry, laughed. Kavanaugh said this? <laughs> yeah. And so I explained. Okay. Yeah. Was he explaining it to a black person for giggles? No. Was this in regards to some of the word wording that he chose in some of those emails that was like I really think, kind of... I think he was talking about... He, he was he was either... I think he was like teaching a law class or he was giving some sort of lecture. So he was in a position where people were asking him questions and wanting oh. his answers. But I just thought... I mean, that just gave me a giggle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I posted I'm on Facebook... I'm very curious to hear what that discussion actually consisted of. Just yeah. the... Just the um, let's just find it. Yeah, because you had a, you had an interaction with a fellow that I was just like, "Go, oh, Megan, just <laughs> do it, just do it." I didn't have to do much, as it turns out. Uh, but I don't know who that person is. I don't think uh, friend of Baby Justin's. Oh, that's how I don't know many of Baby Justin's friends. That's how I. Uh, that's how I met him. Uh, he's a gentleman that lives in Fort Worth, and uh, I mean, it's just a, another example of how. Sensitive uh, they are. Well, just once you call people out, people don't like being called out, no. especially white no, dudes. No, they don't. They really don't. Uh, just, just <sighs> like a people are layered. You know, I mean, we've talked about this before. You, somebody says like, "I love Sunny Day Real Estate," and you're like, "Oh, you're totally an atheist and a feminist, and you like, <laughs> and you only like to eat cheese pizza." And it turns out that that's not necessarily true. You know, so. Um, and that's a that's a problem that we all have to. I have to work through a that. We all have to shoulder. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Kavanaugh like, said, "I explain the history of racism in this country." And so, uh, so this person says to me, <laughs> uh, "So if you're white, you can't possibly have learned nor be qualified to discuss the history of racism in this country." What is the qualifier of being able to discuss the history of racism? Must I be a non-Caucasian? Very confused about this comment. Can we pause some? Yes. Because he pulled a lot out of... That, that, oh, yeah. that, that was little, not that, there. That not out of context. That, <laughs> no, yes. it's a very short... Context that he brought with him. <laughs> very, very short. That's uh, all I wanted quote. to add. Like, he got a... Yeah. He's Where got, does all this stuff come from? <laughs> My framing! Who are you trying to convince? You or me? Uh, so, anyway, this is what he got upset about. I said, 
I get the feeling when you say very confused about what you really mean is have a serious problem with. No. Uh, my position, to which you will likely never be receptive, is that those who stand to benefit from the perpetuation of racism are not the foremost authorities on a comprehensive history of the matter. And to answer your rhetorical question about whether or not you must be a non-Caucasian, of course not, silly goose. I like you just the way you are. (laughs) (laughs) And that made him very upset with me. (laughs) So... Uh, he says something about uh, me being insulting and condescending, and he didn't expect that from me. And uh, he, and then I can have my quote unquote race card back for later play. Oh, how nice of him! Again, I don't know how. What? I don't know. I don't think that's the how you play the race card. <laughs> it's well, definitely not. But I'm glad that he decided to return it to her just in case. Yeah. Well, I Keep mean, that, this is later. my comment. I said yeah. the idea that there is a race card. And that a white dude then has the capacity to transfer it anywhere is precisely <laughs> the problem. <laughs> and then he defriended me. So, or unfriended. Uh, whatever it's called. Exactly, Juicebox. I understand. Thank you. So anyway, I lost a valuable uh, acquaintance this week. So I've been, I've been reaving over that. Um, thank Pour you. a little honey out for him. It was a little upsetting. I'm glad I got through that. Uh, what else happened? Nothing. I hung out with a colleague last night. We had lots of good conversation and laughing and watched a bad horror film, and that was good. The Nun? Did you watch The Nun? Uh, no, no. This was on my yet? television. Oh. That came out Friday, yeah. I think. I still haven't seen Hereditary yet. I haven't either. I have neither, but we can buy it if you want. We should, we should totally have movie night and watch that together. Um, I hung out with Otieno. And uh, Jesus and a couple of other people at the bar the other night. Or which bar? The Grapevine. Oh. And Brian Harmless was there. Of course, he was there. He's always there. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a nice dude. No uh, shade meant on what? saying that, but he is. That's that's the only bar that I ever go to by myself, not knowing if anybody was there, because I would expect to see a couple of people that I know there, because I don't like talking to strangers. It's a good place. I mm-hmm. like that place. So. We had a nice time, mm-hmm. I thought. Did you say hi to Brian? Lovely. I we did. did. Yeah, and he said goodbye. He was aware of me, which I thought was entertaining. Like a oh. polite young gentleman. Which means he's listened to the podcast. Oh, of course. Yeah. You guys hadn't met? No, never. Huh. Yeah, they, they, uh, he was off the show and OTNO was on. I think he was technically uh, Brian's replacement. Hmm. Technically, I suppose, yeah. Well then, uh... I think that's it. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing else happened. So are we ready for the next stage? I love dogs. Look at that little bubby guy. I like how they're always, they're constantly (laughs) like just aware. They have an awareness that I don't think cats do. No, no, cats can see ghosts. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Dogs are more engaged with the presence of other humans in a given space. Yes. Cats are aware. They just don't care. Yeah. Unless you are responsible for feeding them mm-hmm. or letting them out or doing something for them or giving them affection. Dogs are different and they are always aware of what you're doing and are actively letting you know they need constant assurance and validation. Yes. 
which is why, much as I enjoy dogs, and I wouldn't mind having one. I don't necessarily, I'm not super psyched about having one in my space. I kind of, I keep on uh, waffling back and forth yeah. over dog ownership or not. I tell myself when the main reason why is because I don't want to have to have a dog crated all day while I'm at work. Mm-hmm. You don't have to crate a dog. You can just let him, let I'm, him go. I'm not going to let a dog piss what? shit all They're over They're not going to piss or shit. You fucking, you housebreak them and then they don't do they that. They just hold it. They just hold it for eight it's hours. It's also a matter of like, I know that I've recently had to deal with the fact that I'm not treating my cats as well as I should because I've been so busy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if a dog is even more needy than the cats are, then I'm not at a point in my life where I can really be. Yeah, I don't that know giving. that any of any of uh, we three are would be responsible dog owners. Really, I had a at this long point. conversation with my cats yesterday during which I apologized to them a great deal. Did they accept your apology? They did. They didn't have to have a think on it first. No, no, no. They, they, they were actually pretty cool. Well, that's gracious of yeah. them. All right. So um, this actually this made national news. So there was a shooting, an uh, officer-involved shooting in Dallas last week. Actually, there were two, I believe. But this is the one that, that uh, made national news. Um, and there's a, there's been a lot of speculation and rumors circling around locally over it. Um, so I pulled up... Um, the one local trusted news source that I trust more than the other ones, which is WFAA. Um, is that C? I don't know what... what ABC? Is that a, I don't know. Which I one like is. the Tribune as well. They're, they're pretty solid. Um, I meant like, yeah. Tribune, what is Is that the Fort Worth? That's Chicago, right? No, there's, it's definitely the Texas Tribune. Oh, Texas. Okay. yeah. Print. I didn't think to think of print. I was, I'm just so used to watching the WFA, WFAA for local news that I, I pulled up. Um, so this is tragic encounter between Botham Jean and Dallas officer Amber Geiger. What we know. Um, Authorities say Geiger mistook his apartment at the Southside Flats for her own. Geiger still in uniform after finishing her shift. Um, they said that I believe that she was she had like eleven hour shift reportedly, which seems insane. Um, shot and killed Gene in, in the ensuing confrontation that has made national news. It's left those that loved him with many questions and few answers. Uh, quote: "This is the worst call any mother can get," his mother Allison Jean said in an interview. Um, this is the worst pain. Uh, Dee D- DPD chief said a warrant was coming. Why it hasn't yet? On Friday, it appeared that Geiger's arrest was imminent. Police chief Renee Hall announced that she had taken the unusual step of calling in the Texas Rangers in the name of transparency. In doing so, she sidelined the unit of, of experienced homicide investigators that handle shootings involving Dallas police officers. Hall also announced that investigators were in the process of getting a warrant for manslaughter. So this is what happened. I realized this, this article is kind of after the fact. So um, this police officer still in uniform, was coming home. She mistook her... She tried her what she thought was her apartment with a key, and did, it wasn't so working. So they did say she used a key? Yes. Um, at which point, uh, the person who lived there, Botham Jean, opened the door, and she shot him and killed him. Um, she immediately called the police, but he was announced dead on arrival, I believe. Um, so so uh, I think it was Friday they said that... They were, that they were, I believe, they were going to charge her with manslaughter, um, but that is since that was yeah, taken away as well. That. They're yeah. Um, so they pulled in the Texas Rangers right now. She's she she was never brought into custody, to my understanding. Um, the uh, Botham Jean's family has hired Lee Merritt, uh, who is a very uh, pretty famous civil rights attorney. Um, 
I don't know what Botham Jean was. He, I believe he was an accountant. Um, he's a person of color, so we can't separate that. Although I'm sure people would want to. Um, and a lot of people have a lot of feelings about it. I have a lot of feelings about it. Um, who wants to go first? Oh, Tiana. Only because you asked. Oh. Um, this to me is really not that complicated. Uh, number one, as someone who's worked in the who is training in EMS and spends a lot of time in hospitals, I can guarantee you that tox report does not take. Yeah, they did take. They take. They, they took blood. All the reports talk about they took yeah. blood. How many days has it been since this incident? And yeah. why isn't that? Why has not that toxicology report been published? Because if it was clean, you'd think they would have heard something by now. Mm-hmm. So that's my first and foremost. And, and along those yeah. lines, that same question: um, if it was someone who was on a twelve-hour shift, what was in that toxicology report that would make them be hesitant in releasing it? Mm-hmm. So if you're on a twelve-hour shift and you've been working someplace else, or you're tired, or whatever else, or whatever else, what have you been taking that would be on that toxicology report that may push you in a different mindset? Was it meth? Was it coke? Was it a whole? Or was uh, it just over the counter caffeine? Or yeah, was it was it uh, mini thins? Whatever else the, the kids take these trucker pills? What's exactly, a mini thin. It's a basically a caffeine pill, uh, no. but. That sounds boring. Well, the point of the matter is we're talking about something that people would take to stay. Was it her like Vyvanse or Adderall, Adderall or whatever other prescription? Did she have a prescription? Oh, no, she didn't have a prescription for it. And we all know that enough uppers will cause you to descend into a degrade, uh, to a degrade of psychosis, that plus lack of sleep. How many um, all-night shifts had she had like that? Or was she just not on anything and just confused? But if she was not on any, Okay, so... And just made an extreme lack of judgment. So let's so, so which let's talk makes about me that wonder then. why she should have ever been a police officer in the let's, first place. Let's talk about that then. If you show up at your apartment right now, you go home after this podcast, and you try the locks in your door, and the locks don't work. What does that mean? That is, I've, I mean, that's happened to me before. Yes. Back when I was drinking, I've done that mm-hmm. at least twice when I've gone to my neighbor's door because we at the time had very similar doormats, which mm-hmm. at the time is how I figured out which fucking door was mine to begin with mm-hmm. tried the key it didn't work and mm-hmm. i looked at the number oh that's my neighbor huh okay but what twice if it's, that's happened but to what me. if it's the same number what does that mean uh that you're probably on different floors okay that's one option what else could it mean you were evicted okay that's that is no dead serious that's another option your boyfriend locked mean? you out yeah so basically <laughs> either girlfriend or either whoever. you've been evicted or you're on the wrong floor those are the two logical conclusions won't reach when you try your key in a door and it does not work and i did read an article that that said that uh I've, i haven't numbers, been ed, to that apartment but complex, the numbers are the same there you know, are if you're on yeah. sixth floor or tenth floor if your apartment is six one two or five one two the apartment still says one two when you walk up to the door or some variation on that so you still push the wrong button to the elevator yeah but but so the, the point i'm trying to make though is that if the response is i've tried my key in this door and the number matches either i've been evicted or I'm on the wrong floor. If those mm-hmm. are the two only logical options, and your brain is incapable of reaching those conclusions, again, I want to see the fucking toxicology yeah. report. Do we know if she lived alone or not, or if she lives alone? I don't know. Could be a roommate, locking the Could, deadbolt. But why would you stuff. shoot your roommate? Exactly. Well, I mean, they don't do the dishes for one. <laughs> 
I mean, my my friend Sean uh, had the same analysis that I did, whereas what it sounded like to us is that uh, Botham Jean obviously heard something going on at his door. And if you hear somebody well, acting crazy the, outside yeah. your door and you, you see your neighbor in a cop uniform, you open the door like, what the right. fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Calm the fuck or down. Or if he didn't even know if that he may not even been aware that she was his, his neighbor, but guess, saw yes. a police officer and thought, oh, it's safe for me to open the door. I'm not going to get shot. No black person's ever going to think that. <laughs> if it's a woman, though? No black person's no. ever going to think Even if that. it's a female? She no, still has a gun. This so. is And this is why the intersection of her being a neighbor matters. Mm-hmm. Because oh look, it's so and so from upstairs banging my door. I, I mean, it is possible that he's never laid all eyes on someone yeah. in his life. I'm not saying they were best buddies, but I'm saying that you know, you know what most of your neighbors look like. You've shared an elevator or a stairwell or a parking lot or whatever. You have some idea of who lives around you, and so that is the reason why he might open the door with a little more cavalier attitude mm-hmm. than he would otherwise as a black person opening a door to a fucking cop. Because I can guarantee you, if a cop shows up at my door... But they probably wouldn't try to try the key. Fair enough, that's true. But if a cop shows up at my door, it's going to be, the door opened a crack, what can I do for you? Is there something you need from me? Do you have a warrant? Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions? Hello, sir, madam. You? Would you like a cup of tea? It wouldn't be casual. Come on in, sure, have a seat. Would you care for it? No, I'm sorry. Do you pass. have a warrant? <laughs> it starts with do you have a warrant or do you well, have what, a what conversation? Are you doing here? Can we meet someplace else or whatever else? Can I sidetrack a little bit and share what really upset me this morning? And uh, do we all, we all know what the castle doctrine is? The what? Castle Doctrine. No. It's yes. a law in Texas, and I think uh, Florida, a, a lot of other, other states have it. This, it's a variation of the, of the Stand Your Ground yeah. thing. Oh, okay. Basically, you are the king or queen of your castle. You have the right to defend it. With It's it's a legal defense. It's, okay. not, it's not a license to kill, which some people seem to think it is. It's just a legal defense. Okay. Um, so this person... Try to use the castle, try to invoke the castle doctrine on the officer. That's fucking surreal. Because according to this person, because the officer thought that was her apartment, she was defending her property. Man, fuck you. Nah. I know. I was just like, I don't understand how people go through these mental gymnastics to make justifications (laughs) for what they, I mean, this is obviously somebody that has a Blue Lives Matter shirt somewhere. At your they office? Don't no, not at my office. That 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 be this this person that wore, wears that shirt is also the one that accidentally dated one of the Proud Boys. It's the same person. Oh, so, but again, but again, this comes back to the question of if your key does not work in the lock, yeah. one of two things is logically happen in my mind. And please feel free to correct me as far as as far as if there are other logical conclusions to be reached in that regard. And if the person's making an illogical decision based upon that situation, then I'm going to call and I'm going to call into question the mental framework at the point in time of them making that decision. Mm-hmm. Because it's either you've been evicted or you're at the wrong fucking apartment, right? But what upset me about this commentator is like that wasn't her castle A. The way yes. the castle doctrine in this sense would work if you're in your house, is if yep. he shot her. Goddamn right. Because he would be defending his castle. And you know, if that happened, this commentator would not have felt that way. No. Uh, because I assure you, they did not feel that same way when that woman got shot in the head. Actually, there were two. There is that that dude got shot in the head for being drunk. Remember that in like Deep Ellum, hmm. or was somewhere in Dallas, or maybe it was Lower Greenville. He he was knocking. He was thought he thought it was his home. 
banged on the door, and the home, homeowner shot through the through door. Through the door and killed him. Yeah, and killed because, him. And wasn't it, was this the one where he was like in a car wreck, or was it a different one? No, that was a different one. That, there, there was a woman been, that was a in a car wreck, yeah, where she was, she was trying to get help. It was a black help. woman, right? It was yeah. a black woman. There's, there's more than one of those where someone was in a, it was a black woman and a football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, even then, yeah. I would say, like, that's why I fucking hate the Castle Doctrine. That's why I fucking hate Sandra Ground. They're bullshit. If she thought that she was, when he opened the door, and if he thought, if she thought that he was threatening her life, if she, what would she, would she have done if she did not have a gun? Does she the, would have turned the fuck around and run away. Does the Castle Doctrine have an initial qualification where you're like, hmm, yep, this is my place. Like, you have to check, like, three points of validation. I first. believe so. <laughs> hey, well then. But it's these sort, sort of laws, they're, they're meant for gun owners, it gives them license to be what they would consider, quote, proactive yeah. in their defense. Actually, I just thought of something. Um, but there's no point in it because we already have, like, self-defense laws in place. So well, we don't need it. This is the thing that it comes back to... The people think that, oh, if you're in my house, I can murder you, which, no, you cannot. Well... We can go back we'll and forth about about as far as who is in your house and why they're in your house and or what rights you have when someone is in your space. Because I definitely believe that one has a right to defend one's home from incursion. But you have to make, it's a be of fucking like, sure that it it's, is it's incursion actually, because yeah. what this does is get people to possibly use it at, to kill their spouse by saying, oh, I thought she was an intruder. Well, and this is, I don't know this what is, happened. And this well, is my point, though. defense. <laughs> but this is my point, though. Um, the law does an excellent job of, in, in, in the tradition of um, a reasoned consideration of something, ignoring emotion until it reaches the blade's edge, so to speak. The law unto itself, if we're going to talk about, to continue my, my, my blade analogy, the, the idea of like, the law is the sword that decides that this is black or really, white in this I, regard. I just thought it was just a way for lawmakers to get elected by, well, th- and this by is saying, point. hey, gun boners, here we no, go. No, no, no. I'm going to pass this, this is- thing called so-and-so. Vote for me. And all the gun boners are like, yes, yay. We need more gun right. boners. The he people did. that gun boners owners with gun boners. Gun. That's actually okay. a delightful portmanteau. But the point I'm trying to make is that the idea that the law as it's stated We'll say things like reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. We'll say things like... Oh, man, yeah, all laws are like reason. that right. for, and on then, purpose. And then when you actually get to the courtroom, what do the lawyers talk about in within that alleged framework of reason, but the emotional state and or subjective experience of the people involved in that interaction, which has little the fuck to do with reason. Mm-hmm. It has very much to do with emotion, well, that, with social and, context, with how the person feels. Did you feel fear? Did you feel threatened? And what a, That's quote, what she's reason, going to say. And th- this is exactly my point. The law yeah. unto itself does not account for feelings yeah. until it reaches the blade's edge of the law, until it reaches the courtroom, until it reaches the lawyer, until it reaches the jury. Until then, it makes these grand prognostications about what is right or wrong while ignoring the actual human experience that occurs mm-hmm. when the actual act takes place. I heard that, and there are also people offering way too much sympathy for this officer and mm-hmm. trying to say, well, she just made a mistake. You can goddamn guarantee that if, if it's not an officer of the law, number one, the Texas fucking Rangers would not have been involved and said, oh, wait, because this is the thing. I'm going to give DPD half a credit here. Despite the shooting of... Uh, of of that entire like 
um, Black Lives Matter protest, uh, you know, sniper action uh, year before last or last year or whatever. Despite all of that, DPD has actually done a pretty good job of cleaning its shit up in the last five years. Yep. After the election of the, or, or, or um, after the new, the, the, this last chief came into office, they've done a better than average I'll job across, across all 50 states of handling their shit. But they still, just like every other police department, when something happens to their own, they circle the wagons they do. They and do. defend, 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 but defend. But this, this is my point, is that instead of taking ownership of this themselves and handling it within the guise of whatever leadership that's going to actually try and get half a fucking get shit done, they have chosen to job it off to somebody else, to another organization, that I can guarantee you has a worse or <laughs> demonstrably less stellar record in regards to handling issues that involve class or race yeah. or whatever else. And that's why there should be fashion. a completely independent third party <coughs> to deal with all of this, including well, any po- possible possible prosecution. Because how federal, fucked up is that? Do you think the DA is going to press? Given the federal level DOJ at this point, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But regardless, my point is that this is a straight up man to leave it alone, walk away yeah. type thing. Why is this a serious issue? Manslaughter, leave it. I mean, seriously. Yes, I shot this person. Yes, I have a gun and allegedly have the legal. It is within my legal. Uh, uh, the, the, the is within my abilities to shoot someone. Was this in this case a justified shooting? No. Did you kill someone? Yes. Okay, that's manslaughter. We can debate which which degree it is. Yeah. And send you if off you're the fucking jail and leave it alone. At all, that we're going to. There should be so, more charges. No. 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 Actually, in that case, a man one, and I think there's a difference between man one and man two is whether or not. It's so sad. I knew. I knew the difference. Two you years should know ago. these things too. Whatever. But my point is, this is a manslaughter charge. She pleads guilty because she recognizes in, in, in an alleged accordance with the oath she took when she became an officer, the responsibility she was encompassing, and says, "Oh shit, I fucked this up," and walked the fuck away. Mm-hmm. Why is this an issue? I don't understand. If you claim to be have half of what you allege to claim when you took on the duty to protect the public trust, and you took that oath, then you fucked up, you take your L, and you walk the fuck away from the job. Why are we still even having this debate? End of story for me. Do you have anything to add, Megan? Uh, there's probably an answer to this that I don't know, which is why I'm asking the question, but... Um why doesn't anybody shoot for a foot or something? That's an excellent question. They're, they're I think they're trained. They're trained to shoot to. for to the mm-hmm. chest because that, that's the largest center of mass. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I mean, the the first mistake I would think is why? Why do officers have to go? I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't the gun be the last resort? I would she, think. There's tasers. There's she shot tactics. someone last year. She shouldn't have done anything. Too. Oh, this, did she? Yeah, that was a, a person that this I, is a four year yeah. veteran. She's shot. Someone twice now. I mean, two different people. Not this. I mean, I think the other person it was a somebody that was going for her. They were in a scuffle. She yeah. tased. This was a um, somebody that they were trying to arrest. I think uh, she tased him, and he like knocked it out of her hand or pulled it away from her. So she shot him in the abdomen. I don't know what happened to him after that, but she wasn't charged. Maybe because maybe they. Right. Consider it justified, but maybe we should get like the British police to come over and train the American police officers how to the, do it without a gun because they don't have guns. So you, you do realize that every single time there is an international police conference, which they have every year, a conversation along those lines take place, and all the grizzled U.S. veterans just 
chuckle at these silly people and their idea mm-hmm. that they can do these things. We got to deal with people with tech nines and fucking cop killer bullets out there. And we can't bother with that kind of shit and so on, which is an excellent point of view you can adopt when there is a First Amendment and assault rifle laws and all these other things. So the same cops that are, you know, NRA members are super excited about the idea of everybody having they're, guns. And they're super excited about, the about killing people, guns. too. I mean, they, law enforcement does not value life. No. Because it gets you all there are too up, many dude. times when I, when I see police officers or former police officers comment on these things on either the newspaper websites or on Facebook especially, like on any of these threads... They'll they'll say that they are a police officer or a former police officer, and they always use the line that if it if the if the choice is between you going home and your to your family and me, I'm choosing me. Which I've said before on this show is the exact opposite reaction. Anybody who should who should try who, who's trying to be a police officer should take. Like they need to go be of them. I mean, they should be willing to sacrifice themselves for. It doesn't a sound civilian. like it's in line for serve and protect to me. No, I'm not a big fan of guns, but I watch a lot of British like detective shows, like Luther <coughs> and stuff. And when the suspect is getting away, I'm like, "What are you doing? Shoot them!" <laughs> you're not allowed to do I, that. I know you're, you're, <laughs> you're not supposed to. Well, you can't. But police because, officers have done that and they've gone. Well, off. I'm, the, I'm, I'm saying the British cops can't do that because they don't. Have guns. Right. The, the Show your baton. The, the, the short Show version of the story is we all watched way too much Tango oh, yeah. and Cash and way too much Demolition Including Man police officers. Way too much. Right? The, exactly. Way the fuck else growing up. And that's the way we Hunter. think. Hunter. Yep. Yep. And that's the way we think police work takes place when that is literally a thing that was invented to make us in love with the violence enough to keep watching the show. Do you remember the Scarecrow and Mrs. King? I remember the vaguely. name, but I didn't. My mother used to watch it. I vaguely remember that show. There was one called Jake and the Fat Man, and I used to laugh every time I saw that. I said fat. That's not funny. <laughs> so, meanwhile, unless there's something else someone has to say about this delightful yeah. topic. I've got another hot topic. Do you have anything today? I have a rant. Okay. Is it fall in line with that, or is it... Uh, no. Okay. Not directly. Do you want me to go to this one? Um, Megan, do you have anything? I don't have anything serious. I think maybe we should do this at the end. <laughs> Can I do my per rant usual. Do you want to do your rant first? Sure. Or, I'll do my are rant you all first. amped up? Do now? I need to listen to it? Because I need to pee really bad. I mean, we can take a break. Uh, can we take this pause it just for a second? Let Let's take see. a break. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after these messages. I love we'll it. be right back. <laughs> all right. We're back. Are we? We are. We are. Thank you. My bladder thanks you. So oh, you're no, going to no. do a rant, Tatiana, and then I'm going to do this at the store, and then we're going to do some palate cleansers, and we're going to call it a day. Yeah. So, as some of you may be aware, our most, <laughs> the president before this this one, um, has been kind of doing his thing and like hang gliding with like people and high-fiving himself and his wife and doing cool stuff going to beyonce concerts yep yep you know him and uh, him and his wife been having a great time you know uh michelle obama being awesome him being awesome he's a high-five himself that's not very cool it's a figurative expression of basically really really enjoying yourself okay well that's that's great i'm glad to hear that go yeah. on um and he's given two well, three speeches altogether, two of which I've listened to. Uh, 
that I'm entertained by both the media reception of them and the what he's been trying to say in those speeches and how seriously they've been taken and who has heard them. Um, and the two I'm, I'm referring to are his recent uh, speech he gave at... Um, the University of Illinois? That's the first one, yeah. And the other one is a speech he gave at um, when he was in South Africa. And I want to say, was it, it wasn't for Nelson Mandela's wake or whatever, because he died a while ago. But he gave a speech in South Africa. And um, there's another speech he gave at uh, John McCain's funeral that I have not listened to as of yet. And there's another one, too, just recently. Well, at a uh, campaign rally for, uh, yeah, the, uh, yesterday. Uh, I think or one, Friday. He did one Friday. I think the one you're referring to and the one Megan referring to are one and the same. I don't think so. Fair enough. I'll have, to, I'll have to check. But the ones I'm referring to are his speech in South Africa and his speech at the University of Illinois. Um, and in the both of them, the first one, everybody's been basically waiting for him to say, like, come out all fiery against the crazy pants stuff right now, but also former presidents don't necessarily get all up into modern-day politics. There's a certain degree of decorum involved. And, um, you know, other presidents, like uh, Jimmy Carter, has been as forceful as he feels he should be. He hasn't been like, man, fuck that guy. He's just busy building houses. Yeah, honestly. And, 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 and he's 100 years old. Yeah, I'm not in any way trying to shade Jimmy Carter. He is, and that's why I say, he is responding in a way that's appropriate to his persona and his personality, well, his upbringing. And, but, and this is also part of my point. Well, and I mean, I think historically the decorum is past presidents don't comment on what current presidents exactly. do. Exactly. They just keep and their I'm mouth shut. And I'm getting there. That okay. is exactly part Sorry. of my point. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so I thought it was noteworthy that the news media covered at large that Trump was, or Trump, Jesus, fuck, that Obama was in South Africa making speeches and talking about stuff. One of the things they did not mention was Obama pretty much outright says to the Great discomfort are a number of folk on the stage that day. Uh, and I don't remember the exact quote, pardon me for paraphrasing. So yeah, all these rich folks making a whole bunch of money. How much money do you people really need? Like, are, are, are you okay yet? Are you good? Are you comfortable? What more do you need? In reference to, you know, uh, historic inequality, both on the international stage and especially in places like South Africa, and, um, you know, something that's been not so much gotten rid of, but been carried out by even um, the ruling party comprised mostly of black Africans in, um, in, in South Africa. The, the uh, American news media totally glossed over, ignored those comments and focused mostly on all the nice things he said about Nelson Mandela. And they also kind of glossed over the fact that he basically gave a brief history of colonialism. Oh, did you mean white Africans? Uh, no. Uh, the, no, as in, like, he was shading the fact that, because let's not forget that, like, you know, capitalist greed and or late capitalism and or desire for capital is not a racial thing. Oh, was, I just I assumed mean, we only said black Africans. Nope, nope, I think there most was definitely people would assume a, that Africans are definitely black. a bunch. Well, that's a, I, I have to clarify that in South Africa out of okay. respect for the fact that South Africa is where the... There's a, a bunch of, of people that are born there, so Frenchies, I'm not going to call them... Yeah. I will we'll call them not white the Africans. Frenchies, they were Dutch. They were, oh. yes. Boer War, all kinds of crazy, Rhodesia, whatever. I'm being respectful of the fact that there are, in fact, white Africans. So, I'm sorry to interrupt your rant one more time. Ahead. I'm just making an observation that I hadn't thought of before. For, so, is Charlize Theron, she African? 
Charlize South Theron was born African. in South Africa. Yes, she speaks so, Afrikaans. Wow, which is a mix of Dutch and it'd be weird to think. It's just so weird to think of her as African. She is African. Yep. Hence why, hence I'll, be quiet. I'll be nope, quiet. But, but that's why on. I made the clarification. That and also to be clear that like he wasn't just you know down in South Africa shading white folks in the casual. He was making clear that like y'all rich folks need to fucking quit and calm down because what what how much is needed to satiate whatever it is that you feel you need. But again, that specific comment was left out of a lot of the Western media commentary about that speech. Oh, of course. Um, and now he gave this last talk that I'm aware of, at least. Thank you, John, for the possible clarification at the University of Illinois. And basically, I watched the entire goddamn thing. I didn't look for the media hot takes. It was, you know, an hour and some change. And basically, it's him standing there trying as politely and kindly. And he's still, you know, Democratic party stumping the entire time but he is being as nice as any well-educated black man in these united states let alone a former president could ever be expected to be to basically try to explain barney's style to aggrieved white people why the current tirade they're on is horrible dangerous and a literal affront to the alleged things this country was founded on it's, an, it's kind of an impossible needle that he has to thread because if he's too vocal, then the Republicans can use those words against him in trying to get out their own base for the midterm elections. It's going to happen no matter what. I know, but I mean, if he's if he really says what's on all of our minds, um, that'll immediately potentially backfire. So that is literally the that's one of the things that I caught on the most is basically I understood why. So many of a certain flavor of people hate him so fucking much is basically you have this educated, eloquent, well-spoken person that can say something to this particular flavor of person that they can empathize with. That they understand that he could he he can speak to their experience. He has learned to speak fluent white American. Because in order to have ascended to the higher echelons of power he was capable of ascending to, he had to be able to speak Sorry fluent to white you. American. Right. There you go. Yeah. He had to be able to speak fluent white American. And he is standing there trying to speak to them in that voice, or at least using those themes, and access the emotional parts of their brain. The Republican Party's been playing fucking Rachmaninoff, or more appropriately, fucking Wagner on for the last couple generations. And the reason that terrifies them so goddamn much is it actively invalidates or at least threatens anything they may have conceived of before that says that a black person shouldn't be able to do that. Because it's not just a matter of he's going through the motions and saying the words and sounding interesting or sounding whatever, but that he's able to access their grievances or at least even talk about them in a way that makes them actually feel something. And that shit terrifies them. So it's not to say that like um, he 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 is he's the balm to, to to ease all suffering, and that 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 speech wouldn't in fact exacerbate that issue further. But I doubt you're going to find a more clear and well thought out attempt to reach out to those voters and those people than that speech. And I'm a little scared that because he is so good at what he does in trying to reach out to 
what we as Americans allegedly aspire to, that it's not going to do anything more than terrify and piss them off even more mm-hmm. because they are so addicted to the idea that they are aggrieved and entitled to something. So that's why part of me wonders um, if that whole op-ed that came out was total bullshit. Oh, I, 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 I do believe it's total bullshit. Total bullshit it is total bullshit. Just to get Republicans all fired up. It didn't about, say anything new that we yeah. didn't already know. The reason it's total bullshit is because it's basically saying, hey guys, we are flirting with sticking our collective genitals in the fire, but... You know, also cashing in for ourselves at the same time. But I promise no, I, I think, won't let us get burned. Know what I mean, it's okay. Know what I mean? That the whole thing was made up. That it was... Uh, that it was... I mean, I know it's a conspiracy theory. I'm aware of that. That I might be the only one coming up with it and saying it out loud. But the whole thing is made up, A, to, to distract from the Kavanaugh hearings, and B, to fire up the Trump supporters... And those that aren't necessarily Trump supporters, but they are they the identify as Republican, crazy thing. be like, "Oh my God, there is there is a deep state that's trying to uh, uh, get Trump out of office." They're working, you know, like it's it's basically validating all of what Trump says. <laughs> the, the, the problem is though is that ends up conflating the quote deep state with, and this is something again something that Obama brought up in his speech. He literally referenced the antibodies of the political system, which is as close as I think he's ever going to get to giving like a slight nod to Antifa. But basically that like the fact that we're seeing this amount of discord and this amount of people getting out in the streets mm-hmm. from a variety of from a variety of places and locations, including and this is the one, you know, tiny shred of credit I'll give whoever penned that op ed is they recognize just how much we're dancing on a fucking knife edge right now, even though they're cashing in from it as much as they yeah, can. Yeah, that's why it doesn't is make any sense. None of this is okay. Whole, yeah, <laughs> but it's like they're still they're so whoever this quote hero is basically just admitted to that they're using Trump as much as to get what they want. Yep, it's a uh, it seemed like self absolution to me. Like yeah. Hey, 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 like uh, no, dude, you're I not part of the resistance. This no. is this is you're super really fucked not. up. I get it. Just for the record, I get it. But then nothing happens nope they're, they're they're totally okay with tax cuts and you know yeah fucking kids in cages yeah i mean if they really wanted to i mean the thing to do would be to to leave yeah or or to, no, and no, no, let, no, 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 no. let the world the see like do. this is how fucked up it is we're not stopping this anymore because it's not be our to, yeah. job to do this yeah. we're not the president yeah. of the fucking united states or congress oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's my hot topic. If you guys have not heard it yet, I will throw a link in the um, doobly-doo, blurby bit, podcast extra thingy to that speech and to the bit in South Africa. I will, I've not listened to the one in... Uh, because I think the Florida Illinois, I think Illinois, he was there because he was receiving an award. And, there, and I think Friday he spoke at somebody else's campaign rally for some Democrat in some state somewhere because... Um, I watched some of it live before I um, uh, started watching the uh, Iron Fist season two. Eh. <laughs> also, um, side note: I sent. I've been sending that speech along to a bunch of my uh, um, acquaintances and associates that I still talk to that are you know hardcore MAGA life because I still do talk to some of them. And um, the one response I can off top of that was a friend of mine saying, 
man, yeah, I guess I should watch. Because I'm telling them, just watch the whole goddamn thing. I know you've heard snippets on Fox News or whatever else already, but just watch the entire thing and draw oh, your own conclusions. Why and can't Trump say anonymous? Does he have dentures? He does have dentures, probably. Why but, can't he just admit that he has dentures? Because that would involve that happened when he's old and when he tried to say, remember when he said, when he when You're he distracting mumbled, from the point. You're not a church. Anonymous. He definitely has. Anonymous. But anyway, so I was like, hey, so you should watch this whole thing. This is this is interesting. It's worth hearing something else. And there, uh, one dude replied, quote, I don't know if I could handle that much eloquence in one sitting. Not not being sarcastic. I, or I, I, no. I, I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt and assume that was sarcastic. Okay. But I'm just like, so, so you prefer like good old down home pandering anonymous to your fear. <laughs> and pandering to your, anonymous and pandering to your well fear. he's saying now basically we have to vote in the midterm elections because if not they're going to impeach me <laughs> that is basically his message last. right now yes yeah. i mean jesus <laughs> <sighs> so yeah that's my hot topic hi megan hi john how are you hello yeah well i mean i'm great obviously yeah because of all of this <coughs> Great shit that's happening. Anonymous. I feel pretty. I feel pretty good. <laughs> as do I. Plano doctor apologizes for saying female physicians quote do not work as hard. A Plano doctor has apologized after telling the Dallas Medical Journal that female doctors do not work as hard and that nothing should be done about the gender wage gap among physicians. Dr. Gary Teagues, the founder of Plano Internal Medicine Associates, posted a statement to his office's website apologizing, quote, to all the female physicians for my comments and the pain they have caused. Quote, I now understand more clearly how intricate this issue is and that there, there are ways we can work together to resolve these disparities. Teagues said, I have worked closely with numerous female physicians for nearly three decades and have witnessed nothing but compassion, diligence, and professionalism. But not hard enough. He had uh, a penis to work hard. Sorry. Wow, you just broke the microphone. I mean to, I just got this is, it's his right to do that because he has a penis. It's well, this, hard. This was his... Uh, it's hard, apparently. This was his, the the quote that got him in such... Uh, Clicks don't get hard enough. need a penis. He said um, on one of these little, like... Thoughts of the day thing on this journal. Yes, there is a pay gap. Female physicians do not work as hard and do not see as many patients as male physicians. This is because they choose to, or they simply don't want to be rushed, or they don't want to work the long hours. Most of the time, their priority is something else. Family, social, whatever. Nothing needs to be done about this unless female physicians actually want to work harder and put in the hours. If not, they should be paid less. That is fair. Tick's comments drew backlash in national headlines over the weekend after they were posted on, the, on social media. He told the monthly medical publication that female blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, oh, and then this uh, Dr. Est- Esther Chu wrote, um, she's the one that originally posted it to Twitter. Um <laughs> She wrote, these kind of views that women are paid less because they are less productive and distracted by family obligations are not supported by actual data. The pay gap is not fair. It is discrimination. The Dallas County Medical Society, which publishes the medical journal, also released a statement as, <coughs> about why it published Tick's comments in the Bright Ideas section. 
Quote, the purpose is dialogue. <laughs> Dr. Gabriella M. Zendamini, chair of the Medical Society, said in a statement, after considering the purpose of the series, we decided to publish it. But make mo- no mistake, this is not the opinion of the Dallas County Medical Society. Zenamini said she was outraged at Teague's comment, but believes that to incite change, we must expose the issues that need changing. So I think she knew what she was Let's doing. Let's burn him publicly in effigy <laughs> so that we can be clear on what the fuck needs to change. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for calling this to our attention. <laughs> the Medical Society's president Dr. and chair Man. of the Women in Medicine Forum released an additional joint statement late Monday urging people to, quote, focus the discussion on gender panic and inequities in the field of medicine. Quote, we hope we can use the tremendous publicity of our article generated to find ways to fix the issue we are talk- we are all talking about oh, i just pulled a trump um the gender, <laughs> you <have> <laughs> the gender pay gap in medicine uh quote we are committed to supporting the female and male physicians in our county and state to address this we will work with our state medical associations to further educate physicians and bring a deeper discussion to this important topic Clearly, it is an issue about which there are many strong opinions. As leaders in medicine, we aspire to elevate dialogue and help find equitable solutions so good doctors, male and female, can continue to focus on providing excellent patient care. I found it interesting. His comment was saying basically, uh, female doctors don't want to uh, want to spend too much time with their patients. Yeah. Excellent like, medical what? care. I ne- I'm never going to this motherfucker. Excellent medical care that you can fit within a 15 minute time frame. <laughs> exactly. Because we ain't got time for this shit. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Next. Uh, Megan, do you have any further commentary about that? Well, (laughs) I mean, that kind of made me think about, I mean, just because they're both doctors, I guess, and they're dudes. Um, And this isn't isn't timely because this was August 19th. And I don't think we talked about it, but the Houston uh, doctor who was convicted of rape but not, um, not sentenced to any jail time. The fuck? No, I didn't. Did we not talk about that? No, I don't think we no. did. No. Uh, it's a 46 year old uh, Dr. Shafiq Sheikh, I think. <gasps> oh, I do vaguely remember an this. Internal medicine resident in Houston. Didn't, he, uh, didn't they try to blame the victim by, yeah, by yeah. literally saying that she was Latina or something and was wearing something well, re- something crazy some crazy shit and we all know how fiery and promiscuous yeah. those Latinas are no seriously pretty much that was their defense was that that let's she see. coerced him to raping her right let's see so uh, this is from the Dallas Morning News so after the guilty verdict the defense pleaded with the jury to consider <coughs> um, Sheikh's wife and children in the sentencing Quote, the dreams of a man, the childhood dream to become a doctor were shattered by his contact, conduct. He destroyed his own dreams. Uh, his defense attorney, Stanley Schneider, said um, what he has done to himself and his family is punishment. Um, they are serving his sentence with him. His children are serving his sentence with him, which is funny um, that, you know, so if so, let's say if he did not, if he was not married or not with, did not have any children, right, which then, is related to what you just said. The guy is saying like, oh, uh, well, women have children, <laughs> and you know it kind of like affects their performance or whatever. But they're using that same argument to say, uh, don't. It's a it, it's because it affects their performance mm-hmm. that they should be shown leniency. So. Um, the defense, uh, let's see. So he testified that the encounter was consensual and that the victim who was an inpatient, uh, patient, I guess, in 
I mean, I'm <laughs> saying patient twice, but she was inpatient. Yeah, in the she hospital. was overnight. Uh, right. And uh, uh, that the encounter was consensual. The victim had initiated it by moving his hand to her breast. Uh, the defense questioned the victim about "quote unquote" sexy photos of her Instagram account, um, and which has fourteen thousand followers. The victim said she posted them as part of her job promoting clothing at a boutique. He made a mistake. This is a quote, uh, but he didn't sexually assault her. Defense attorney Lisa Andrews, you fucking Benedict Arnold, said in her closing statement. Um, uh, here we have this Latina woman with her fake boobs that come onto that little nerdy mm. middle-aged guy, and he lost his mind. So, reference earlier <laughs> commentary about what the shit in court cases. Uh, so yeah, so they uh, he's going to have to register as a sex offender, but uh, he's not going to have to go to jail where he might experience some kind of similar hmm. assault. Which he should not. That's not cool either. People often say that, like, he'll get raped in prison. Yay. Yeah, let's, he should I not be sexually I assault. did not say that he I, should. I stated the likelihood that he, that he might. Because but apparently he he's, quote, a uh, little nerdy guy that, uh, whatever, loses his mind or something. So, so a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um. To get back to the original source story, first and I foremost. Hear, what, I hear people talking. <gasps> yeah, I hear that yeah, juice box. I feel similarly. Stranger uh, danger. To get back to the original source story, the dude in Plano is conflating his personal views with, or at least his finding a confirmation bias issue insofar as his personal views and a given set of data, i.e., Women being paid less, and it makes it it's much less threatening for him to interpret that as this is what they deserve as a result of their efforts, as opposed to the as uh, any other possible data that could be involved with that, i.e., well, hey, how about we question the fact that women are expected to take on a larger portion of child-rearing roles in Western society? How about we question the fact that a woman who is a doctor is supposed to actually be able to balance those two things uniquely without any assistance from her partner, who may in fact be making less money than her? How about we question the fact that we're having a number of intersections of a set of responsibilities that she has and how much money she's given for those responsibilities and the fact that because she's this woman who apparently is, in your view, incapable... I mean, let's say, for example, you have a single woman who doesn't have children, who applies all of the effort she's supposed to apply to the job and does everything she's supposed to do and hops through all the hoops and, you know, is the cool lady at the cocktail parties doesn't get mad when you make some sexist joke around her because she's just another doctor and it's cool and it's fine and whatever and so on. She and does she have still, those obstructive periods, though. Yeah, those periods right? get in the way of her and stuff, but she's still, I mean, she's still a dude's dude, even though she's a lady and stuff, and still doesn't get fucking pay as much as you. What the fuck does that mean? Because not every woman is required to take on all these whacked-out roles that you seem to think that she's supposed to take on because she has a vagina. So 
I, 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 I can see where his brain might permute a series of things together as both anecdote and fact in one structure and say dumb shit as a result of it. I'm really, really glad the newspaper and or publication involved is taking this opportunity to showcase it in order to have folks question it accordingly. But let's be clear on the fact that this dude is still on the board of whatever, whatever fancy-ass organization he well, works Well, no, no he founded his... I mean, he has his own practice, yeah, but I but, guess... But it's not, not, not just a practice. He's also a part of a board that makes decisions about who does or does not get disciplined and or who does or does not do anything in the medical system in the state of Texas. Does he not? Um, I don't... I don't know. He's part or... of some fancy board of something or others. Otherwise, this wouldn't even be a story. No, he... I know. It was, he was just part of... He was it just wrote his opinion on this medical journal. I'm I don't fairly think... certain he's a member of some board or and another. The medical journal talked to him for a reason. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, they... they I mean, I, my understanding is this medical journal is just like the... the that lawyer magazine that... that gets published out that we can everybody just looks to the back to we see can put a footnote on this to check in later but i'm almost positive this is not just some bland ass doctor i think he's he just a about. bland ass doctor i seriously doubt that sounds really sexy to me actually sure bland ass doctor mm-hmm. regardless my point is that when you have someone a dude in authority thinking these things that's the same kind of dude in authority who thinks these things who can be elected to be a judge some goddamn place and make some numb fuck decision in regards to how to treat another person in authority who does something that is obviously and clearly in violation of another person's rights and or agency and or whatever the hell you want to call what what, what constitutes clearly is fucking rape well if he well if he is this dr teeks guy He's not. It does. This article doesn't mention it. Um, a simple Google search of his name would, would 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 figure this out. I've looked at the story once before, and I recall that being something mentioned about him. He's not just another doctor. So I think what remarkable to me, like think whatever you want to fucking think, mm-hmm. but the gall and but, just the I, to put it down on paper just means that he that, does. He thinks that's that what O's he, point that's, is that it resonates yeah. further than just putting it down on a piece of paper. It it affects policy. I don't, but I don't think it affects. Po- I don't think this guy had any sort of. I think he's just a even, doctor. How about this? Well, Jesus, even if he, I like to say something. Even, even if he, even if he does not affect policy directly himself, his point of view is not isolated. His point of view is not some soul crazy voice in the bushes. There are plenty of dudes who I know personally who feel the same way, who are in charge of policy and do make decisions accordingly. It is pretty representative. Fucking fucking Brock what's his fuck, the 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 wrestler rapist. Fucking the, 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 this dude you just talked about. From Stanford. Any oh, any, like, any, any, any list of men in power who feel that as a result of their upbringing or what society's been whispering in their ears for the last like oh, the yeah, he their current, lives. Okay, said so the article that I read didn't say it, but he currently serves as board member of the patrons of the arts in the vatican oh well, that guy, does that's the no, same guy that that, that 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 doesn't affect anything though there is the keep, catholic church keep looking john <laughs> keep looking i guarantee you'll find the tie i'm talking about this is not me off my rocker and even it was me off my he rocker. is a member of the holy trinity catholic church in dallas is that what i'm supposed that's to read not no. see we could solve this all if jesus had a fucking microphone you know what it doesn't matter. <laughs> Jesus didn't have a microphone. It has nothing to do with G- whether or not Jesus has a microphone. He has served 
past tense, as chairman of the Department of Medicine, the Bioethics Committee, the Peer Review Committee, and previously chaired the Credentials Committee from 2008 to mid-2018. So, yeah. he did all that shit in the past. He probably yeah. fucked a lot of shit up. But currently... Yeah. No. Oh, he darn. Did, and it, he and knows it, some fucking people. He's been uh, this for 10 fucking years in charge of an ethics community? Okay. Ethics committee? Bring it Pardon down me. to a fucking four. I'm Don't just fucking yell at me. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just saying all this shit is past tense. Don't ever fucking... All three of you, don't fucking yell at me like that again. I'm sorry. Jesus, Jesus said fucking nothing. Christ. Dude, calm was, the fuck whoa. down. He was in charge of an ethics community or ethics committee from 2018, from 2010 to 2018. And all of a sudden, his opinions on women's roles don't matter as much. I'm sorry. That's just a pretty, it's a pretty sharp and jarring transition there. That. Okay, we're going, I'm going to try and f- forget that that fucking happened because now I am incredibly <laughs> fucking pissed off. I'm sorry. I would. I did God. not. I was not trying to say that that did not matter. I was just saying that currently he does not have a position on the board. That was my only fucking point because you guys alluded to that that came out of this article and it did not come out of this article. It came out of somebody else doing some research on the side that I was not aware of. Okay, and all I'm saying is. And you're not I'm a fucking not. tech genius, so just calm down. Oh, my God. Come on, I'm trying to... Hey, how about that local sports team? Did you right? see that egregious display last week? Ludicrous display. All right, we're all on the same page. We're all on the same page, John. I'm not, this wasn't an attack on you personally. It's just a matter of the person's previous roles in such things and their opinion now are intrinsically linked. And that link is very important. That's all. It's not about you, John. It's about the asshole in question. Oh, and I'm, I'm, that's, that's going to calm me down. <laughs> Thank you for that, Otiano. Here's what usually helps. Just calm say, hey, down. I'm sorry for yelling at you. I, that's, I would appreciate that. I, I, I did apologize, and I can apologize again more emphatically if you'd like. Didn't feel like I was yelling at you, but I'm very sorry. I mean, I'm sure if we rewound back, if you could see all of a sudden there's... Okay. It was not directed toward you. You're beautiful. You <laughs> should and probably do your palate cleanser so we can wrap this up and I well, can get the fuck home. <laughs> I mean, it was the ruby slippers, but I don't even know like where they fucking found them because they're not saying. And I don't know why they're not saying. Uh, maybe because the toxicology hasn't come back yet. I don't know. That's a joke about the earlier thing. Wasn't there some like... Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember if it was a matter of the... Oh, yeah, it was the old Grimm's fairy tale about um, the glass slippers for... Uh, you mentioned toxicology, Cinderella. which involves blood draws. So I'm thinking about the original Grimm's fairy tale about, uh, about, uh, about that, where the elder um, stepsisters like cut off parts of their feet to squeeze into the shoes. To, oh, to no, I didn't know slipper. that. They didn't put that in the Disney version. No, but they definitely cut off parts of their feet they to did, squeeze really? into them. They did, really? Then the, and then the prince only noticed when like blood was seeping out of the slippers and the way to the ball. <laughs> when their shoes were filling with blood. Yeah, yeah. Grimm's fairy tales are delightful oh. that way. Well, I mean, we learned a couple of lessons from that story. One of them was, if you have big feet, you are not desirable. Apparently. In any capacity. Tiny feet, so, where you're, you know. That's right. Bound feet even, even hotter. Keep it feminine, ladies. Damn right. Tiny feet only. Uh, just, by the way, I wear like a seven and a half or an eight. So. Your feet are cute, though. I don't mean cute as in diminutive. I mean cute as in attractive. Don't you patronize my feet. All right. Well, should we go? I yes. feel like everyone is uh, effectively riled I'm up. I'm done. 
<laughs> Yay. Enjoy the song Bottoms Up by Kings of Spade. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Yay. Unless, unless someone has been murdered. What the fuck is happening? Bye. Here?